If you can buy an American Psycho with Fifty Shades of Grey and mix in a Down Duck cartoon, you get the movie. What, what was that? Oh, the New York Ripper. That's right. We watched the New York Ripper. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what that means. Greetings, Moon Goons. Welcome to the next episode of Horrible Horror. I am your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, is my good friend, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hello. And joining us today is a returning friend of the show, Mr. Coffee Doug Jones. Howdy, folks. Uh, I am a little sick today under the weather, so most of the show will be conducted by Aaron and Doug. As, as best we can. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're just going to kind of, uh, I was kind of guide the ship, but they're going to do most of the work. But, uh, the, Take care of some little house clean things before we even get into this movie, The New York Ripper. Um, let's talk about our uh, March Horrible Horror March Movie Madness tournament we got going on, uh, covering up the latest rounds of brackets. Uh, this week we saw the pumpkin carver beat out the stuff to move on to the uh, uh, quarterfinals. And the Wicked's beat out Poultry Geist to move on. Not a big surprise. Now, no, not really there. Now, the last two, we actually have to have a debate over here and figure this out are we we come to another yeah we, we're kind of deadlocked okay on we're, we need to figure out between after school massacre and blood valley seeds revenge mm. uh so let's just let's start with that one what's uh and doug maybe you can help break the tie here um if you so, i haven't seen either so uh, that's gonna be tough you're a, right. you're a lucky man you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on lucky. both of them huh wow. yeah so aaron what would you because i know what i'm kind of leaning towards but what would you well, actually, uh, my my I I think C's Revenge is worse. You think so? I lo- I thought at least After School Massacre, while as diluted and weird as it was, it still was kind of had some entertainment to it. I mean, a guy got killed by a mailbox. That's true. The mailbox kill was fun. Somebody got killed with a mailbox. Very a unique iron. kill. Yeah, the curling iron death. You know, fruit on my belly rap song. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going with C's Revenge is the worst movie. Um, so I I know you've over that. Uh, since. The only time it does come down to me to break up tie. Uh, for the same reasons you said, I'm pretty much going to go with Blood Valley 2 to move on. I think uh, After School Massacre is awful as it is and poorly made. It has the, it's so bad, it's, you know, comedic value to it. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, we're just going to put that to bed. Uh, Blood Valley, Siege Revenge, we'll move on to the next Fruit round. on the Belly rap song. Yeah. Fruit on my belly, fruit, fruit on my belly. <laughs> it's really bad. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. There's even a music video if you watch, like, during the credits. Like, uh, yeah. And it's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and then the last one for this week move, uh, is The Houses That October Built Taking On Return to Horror High. Now, this is another uh, one we had a dead heat now, on. Now, Doug was the guest on Return to Horror yes, High. Yes, he was. Yes. I, yeah. That might have been the first time I ever got to... Uh, 
sit with you guys. I'm not for certain on that, but I'm not sure, I but, do remember that. But have you seen The House That October Built? No, but... Because I haven't either. You, I haven't seen it, because that was the movie that you guys did when I was yeah, getting Chris, married. Yeah, Chris I said it was Chris. horrible. It's awful. It's a POV. It gets good ra- ratings, though. I looked it up, because it's got October. That's like a new horror movie, right? Yeah, it, it's relatively new. I mean, it's a few, like, two, three years old, maybe. I like, don't I've seen it on those list of Netflix horror movies you should watch. Yeah, which, But it's crap, huh? I... I think it's awful. So Chris I'm, and I both thought it was just downright disgusting. I'm going to have to be biased here and say the, to move on would be the House of the October Bill because I did see Return to Horror High, and to be perfectly honest, it was kind of fun. You know, when I listened to the podcast again, I laughed and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this in the movie. And I love, you know, the guy who played Mo Green or whatever is Roca, the Roca actor. You know, George Clooney hit one of his first movies. There's certain things about it that I enjoy and I could watch again. You know, Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady turned on by being blood. real weird and like bizarrely sexual. Yeah. So I would say How's the October Built. They just needed by her default. in uh, the, the movie this week. Yeah. Marcia yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think. I think I'm going to agree with you again. We're going to break. I think we're going to move House's October Built move on. Um. Again, Return to Horror High is an awful movie, and especially since there's the payoff just slaps you in the face of the end, since nothing really ever actually happens. Yes. Um, but House October is just fucking hard to watch. It's a goddamn first person like point of view movie, and oh, um, okay. it, it, it's one of the movies I we, Chris and I talked about many times that it doesn't know what it is. Like it is, it starts off wanting to be a documentary, which would have been fine, but then it goes in like you know what? Let's have an idea of putting this side, you know side plot of an actual horror movie and it just it's fucking awful all right so there's breaking the tie we're gonna have houses that october built move on and i think crown. uh what that shows marshall is return to horror high was in the 80s right yeah and then house that october built was now yeah like probably yeah. the last three or four years so exactly. it doesn't matter when they can still make horrible fucking horror <laughs> exactly <movies. laughs> um so this upcoming week uh the next round we will have bloody mary 3d taking on night of the dead Slaughterhouse Massacre going up against Alice in Murderland. Thanks Killing will take on Splatter University. Christmas Slay uh, takes on Stitches to round out the this week, uh, next upcoming week's brackets to move on to, which will give us our Elite Eight then. So right. we're, we're closing in. Closing in. All right, so let's... Uh, the only other thing that we have to announce, we have a big announcement here at Horrible Horror to make for everybody out there. Um is we are we have our first live show scheduled uh for everybody in the St. Louis area, Belleville area. Um we will be having a live show on Saturday, March twenty sixth at one PM, one in the afternoon, at Sullivan's Bar in Belleville. So uh we encourage everybody to come out uh and hang out, check out the show, uh you can interact with us, be part of the show. We'll be um going out to asking Going out to the audience and asking you guys opinions on whatever movie it is we decide to do that time. Well, we need to announce that movie quick because we are going to be live. <laughs> and I've been wanting to do that for a long time. That sounded I, great. I wanted to be like, coming to you from the Horrible Horror Studios in Belleville, <laughs> Illinois. It is Horrible Horror coming to you live. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that, but uh, I can't. But I will. Yeah. March 26th, Sullivan's Bar and Grill on 159, One o'clock. Uh, Illinois. You have to be 21. Uh, to get in because it is it's the rule it's it's a straight up bar not a bar restaurant so you have to be 21 just to get yeah, into the we're not bar. fucking around we're gonna get drunk yep. we're gonna have fun <laughs> we're gonna party yeah so, yeah mark down your calendars march 26th 
Um, now that's all done, let's jump into the New York Ripper. Uh, this is, I don't know what you guys think, but it's listed on the new Blu-ray cover by as the most controversial horror film ever made. Uh, but, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't agree with that. But, I mean, before it's time, back in possibly 1982. Two. Yeah, it was released March 4th, 1982 in Italy. This is an Italian film, which I did not realize that going into it. I was like, oh, New York. but uh, Filmed in New York. It's filmed mm-hmm. in New York, takes place in New York. A lot of American actors, but it is Italian and and some spots very poorly dubbed. <laughs> very poorly dubbed. Um, there are several different versions of this movie. So I don't know. All varying runtime. Some are uh, like an hour. The one I, we watched, or at least I watched on Amazon, is an hour and 34 minutes. Mine was an hour 32. Okay. And then there's <laughs> 91 minutes, 93 minutes, 85 minutes, and 80 minutes. There's always different versions of this film. Based Where did on, you watch it? I watched it on the Xbox uh, live feed. You know, okay. so on, if you have an Xbox uh, Live account, you can rent movies, buy movies. It's just it's just kind of like Amazon. Yeah. Okay. I did Prime as well, but I, I yeah, I guess there are a couple that cut out a minute or two. Yeah, it depends on which at. censored version or uncensored version you get. Director's cut. Um, this is written by uh, Gian. Oh, you're gonna hear, really hear me butcher some Italian names today. Uh, Gianfranco Clerci and Lucio Fulci and. Uh, directed by Lucio Fulci. Now, Lucio Fulci um, is kind of a cult cla- uh, cult oh, yeah. favorite director, yeah, yeah. Italian movie director. Um, a lot of diehard horror fans know him, but your casual fan, maybe not so much. I think he influenced a lot. Anytime you read like the horror magazines yeah. or on the websites, you'll they'll reference him. Um, yeah. A lot of praise. Well, even one of the movies, like I think even The Wickets, that we fir- one of our first movies we ever did, is they give a shout to this guy. They do. The credits, yeah, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um. So, yeah, you can find it on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and Amazon if you really want to watch this. Um, the cast, I didn't really go into because that's almost all Italian actors that no one's really going to hear of in the States. Uh, the only Northern pe- Italian. Uh, <laughs> the only three people I wrote down just because of their connections are um, Alexandra Deli Coley, who plays Jane F- Forrester Lodge, and she's... Um, Credited, I guess, on our IMDb page as being a horror movie cult classic star, like cult movies from Italy. She did this, and then she was in um, the movie Zombie Holocaust, which is kind of another big, I guess, cult mm-hmm. bloodbath movie. Um, and then Daniela Doria, who plays Kitty the Prostitute, um, she only has nine credits to her name, but f- at least four of those, maybe more, I'm not sure, are all Lucio Fulci movies. So she's a real, that's basically her mm-hmm. thing. So she's in a lot of his movies, uh, like The House by the Cemetery, The Black Cat, and City of the Dead. And then the only other person I mentioned is um, Almanta Suska, who plays the kind of the lead girl, Faye Majors. The, um, she only has eight credits. Or she only did eight things, and this was her first movie. So she didn't really do much after this either. So other than that, there's really not much to talk wow, about. And he cast her cast. as a main character, like not that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um all right, so jumping into the movie, uh, I will say so we don't have to keep talking about it. This movie loves zooming close ups of people's eyes and objects. Uh if you would take a drink every time there's a zooming close up, <laughs> you would be just completely shit faced by the end of this movie. Yeah, that's yeah. True. You'd be passed mm-hmm. out drunk. Yeah, there's a lot of, and even pull-outs, too. Like, it starts close and, zoop, and zoom, zooms yeah, out. Yeah, it does it 
all the time in this movie. And sometimes it works like to try to grab somebody's look of horror and anguish, but mm-hmm. other times it was just like while they're making a cup of coffee and it's yeah. like it <laughs> zooms in on their eyes while they're looking at the coffee pot. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, it's, it's really, I don't understand it, why they use it so much, but I guess that's his style. That's his, yeah. maybe that's his calling card thing. Um, but really, okay, let's, uh, I'm going to start kind of, so fading away here and let you yeah. guys start taking over and I'll chime in when I have something, you know, to cover some few things. But from this point on, let's just kind of run. You guys just take yeah, away. Yeah, I'm going to just kind of. So it opens up on the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, so there's an overhead shot of the Brooklyn B- Bridge and there's a guy walking his dog underneath. He's an older gentleman. He's like, come on, puppy, let's go for a walk. Let's get a little exercise. He's he's playing uh, fetch with the dog, throwing the stick out to him. The dog's bringing it back. He's like, good boy, good boy. Throws it into the brush. The dog's looking for the stick. You find it. You find it, boy. Dog comes back with a severed hand. Dun, dun, dun. Roll opening <clears throat> credits. Now, uh, it freeze frames on that hand for like five minutes while, while it's rolling the credits. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Two things I wanted to bring up. If you watch the trailer on Amazon, I the trailer is that opening scene. So all it is, it it's not like coming to theaters or not. It just opens yeah. up with like the whole uh, credit scene and everything, and then it's that scene. So I thought that was either cool or weird of them, you know, to make that the trailer. But the other part is when that guy bends down to get the stick. He says, "Oh my balls!" He does. He does. He, I was going to ask you, but I couldn't. I wasn't sure. I didn't have subtitles. I was like, "Did he say oh my balls or oh my bones?" I, he's old. It had but to it be sound, bones. But... I think so. But I swear, the same thing. Like it sounds like he said, "Oh my balls." I heard balls. <laughs> you will hear balls. So then, let me bring you back to. That is the trailer for the movie. So that made it into the trailer where he's like, oh, my balls. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> well, who wouldn't go see that movie? I, oh, I'm funny. in. I'm in. <laughs> so that's the opening scene. We have the hand. And so then yeah. we cut to a police station where uh, this Lieutenant Williams um, is walking around uh, getting report from a black lady who looks exactly like Hooks from Police Academy. She looks a lot like Hooks. <laughs> From Police Academy, and she's talking about the um, the found body, um, you know, and so he's he's there to interview another, this uh, the landlady who's who the body is. Yeah, who uh, I just I don't want to count the the body of the woman killed is turns out to be I believe she's black, right? And you see a picture like a black and white picture. She looks black in the picture. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Okay, if I could be wrong on that, but I'm maybe she's she, Sicilian, but. She's very dark skinned with dark hair, which I only bring that up because of the whole pattern of the movie later. Because everybody else is supposed to be, I, I'm going to yeah, okay, spoilers because I, I, I don't I get care, you, but everybody else is supposed saying. to be like yeah. blonde hair, and white mm-hmm. blonde hair, and she's so. And then they pin it; they think immediately think it's the same guy or whatever. So, anyway, she's interview. So he's he's like, ah, oh, great, I got to do this. All right, so he goes to interview the <laughs> landlady, who that was probably one of the last the last person they think that saw her was the landlady. Uh, landlady's name is uh, she's she's smoking a black and mild. It looks like she's smoking a black and mild cigar. She's got her hair up in a, in in rollers with a hairnet all and over it. And her name is Miss Weisenberg. Um, and she's like she's real chatty. She's like, oh, you know, I heard her talking, and she was having a great time. And if I looked like that, I wouldn't be shy to hide it off. But anyway, I was watching her talk, and I was listening. <laughs> I was watching that new movie. I was watching that new show. You know that new show Dallas about the people who have money coming out of the ears? Yeah, I was watching that one, and I'm like, oh man, this is great. I can listen to this lady talk 
all day. Yeah, total character. Yeah. Like they, I mean, that was a well played character. <laughs> it was, it was it like, was, what the hell is this? It was really good. So anyway, he, the the cops bored with her, just like, oh god. But the thing that she delivers finally, she talks about how her phone is kind of janky, and somehow she sometimes gets her calls, and she listens into that girl who is dead's calls, and heard <clears throat> someone acting like a duck. Quacking like a duck, you know, sounds like a duck, but not like Donald Duck, you know, which is like a duck, quack, quack, quack. So it's kind of like a sound. So that's good. That's like and it. and the cops just like a duck. <laughs> All right, rolls his eyes. Whatever, get out of here. You know, like just doesn't. Doesn't, doesn't care at all. Doesn't give a yeah. shit. Lieutenant Williams is a, he's an old like cranky, crotchety yeah. police captain he's, lieutenant. Well, now, say? did you guys ever have that happen as kids where uh, <laughs> where I had people prank me as a duck, as a duck and try to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? But where you pick I used to live kind of out in the country and sometimes I could pick up the phone to place a call and I would hear other people talking. No. And I got beat up on the school bus when I was like in elementary school because I did that to a high school kid no. and he was talking to a girl and I got on and started saying like he poops his pants I know. <laughs> you know, like, and he beat me up the next day I, I did I know what you're talking because I remember I was like maybe 10 or 12 and yeah the landline something like I remember picking up the phone one day and like very, not very loud but very mm. faintly being able to hear like two older women talking yes. on the di- like what is going? How? What was happening? So yeah, I have had that happen to me. Doug, you're awesome. It was gold if you could talk in, but that was rare. You couldn't always talk in, but when you could, like it's worth an ass beating to do something. <laughs> like I'm never gonna get this chance again. How did he know it was you? Oh, I get my voice. I'm sure, uh, but we lived in a small. You know, it was out in the country, but there was a couple kids and houses and stuff. And he sure. just knew. He was like, Doug, get off the phone. And it wasn't like a horrible beating, but it was a couple hits to the head and sure. in the stomach. You know, yeah. like oh, <laughs> you know? he's like, don't ever do that again. Again, you know. So his, awesome. his name was Scooby. That's that, his name was. Everybody called him Scooby. I you got heard it here up, first. Yeah, by a kid named Scooby. Damn it! So we cut away from the police station, and then we get a hottie with a body. Oh yeah, riding a ten speed down in uh, in New York City. So she's cruising along on her ten speed, and there seems to be some guy kind of pacing her. You know, driving slowly behind her, kind of first person POV shot. Of him following this girl on this ten speed, and it's totally eighties out. She's got the short shorts, she's got the big puffy socks on. Her hair is kind of pulled back. Her ass does look good in those short shorts, though. Yes, it yes, looks really good. It's, 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 she's got a base on her, like yes. a Jane Fonda look or right. whatever. That's those videos right. from back a, in the day. That's a little one-two cutie pie yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> so she's riding her bicycle and she gets onto a ferry to take her across the river. It's so. the uh, it's the Staten Island ferry. Staten Island ferry. Um I just want to comment on this before <clears throat> excuse me, before you move on to what before she even gets on the ferry. Oh uh, well, I'm yeah. She she rides her bike into a red Volkswagen Beetle. She like it kind of collides within the side and she the guy in the car just starts yelling at her. Mm-hmm. And he's I just want to know he's wearing a white shirt with a blue jacket and He's saying, God damn it, why can't you watch where you're going? And she replies, sorry, I was thinking about Boston. Yes. <laughs> what? Was she thinking about the band? Or the sta- like, where? Yeah. what was she thinking about? The yeah, the city or the band. Rock and roll band! And then the man fires back with, you women should stay home where you belong. You're a menace to the public. You have the brains of a chicken. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm like, this whole exchange is insane. Is there something lost in translation yeah, here? Yeah, like, just the fact, oh, I'm sorry, I ran your car because I was thinking about Boston. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the, the male chauvinistic reply, yeah. you chicken brain women are no good. And what I, society. There is no way that if that dude looked over to somebody that bumped in his car and it was that chick on a bicycle, he would not. He, he, there's no way hey, he would yell at her. Oh, let's take a look. <laughs> hey, well, you know, maybe I won't press charges. Maybe <laughs> we could do something here. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I would, I'd be like, oh. You want me to, don't pay now. Nah, let me pay you. Yeah. Like, what can I do for you? I just ran into my car and scratched. So it. she calls him a dickhead and then rides off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so she gets onto the ferry, and um, you know that that car that was pacing her also gets onto the ferry. And then we also find that the Volkswagen Beetle is on the ferry as well. Did you notice the guy who drives the ferry? The, the beetle onto the ferry is a completely different, different guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I didn't catch that. I yeah, it's a completely that. different driver. He's in a red shirt and totally different than the one who actually had the yeah. exchange with the girl. Uh. So the ferry's going, and there's a horn blasting every, what, 20 seconds, it seems. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the ferry's uh, bullhorn. So she's walking around, and she finds the car. She finds the Volkswagen car, and she's like, well, you know what? I'm going to fuck with this guy's car. Opens the door, gets inside, and gets out a stick of lipstick and starts to write the word shit on the inside of his windshield. <laughs> I was hoping she was going to write shithead. I think yeah. that's what the plan what was. We're going like she for. Gets, but yeah. She so, gets but she gets interrupted. So, there's a first person view of someone walking over to her and she goes, Oh, oh, hi. Well, yeah, he deserves it. He really is a bad person. And, you know, there's no real interaction back from the person talking to her. And she goes, well, you know, and I, I I feel kind of bad, but he's a bad dude. And then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, there's the quacking sound. <laughs> Switchblade opens up. She screams. He She's trying to get out of the car. The car's door, the passenger door is uh, too close to the wall. She's kind of pinned in the car. She can't get out. <laughs> Quacky gets into the car and just starts stabbing already, the shit out he, of her. He's already in the car before he even pulls out the blade because he like gets in and they're just sitting there having like a chit chat. Yeah, like she scoots over, you yeah. know, and then like he looks down and her legs are spread open and oh, then yeah. she closes yeah. them. But I was like, why did you let this guy get in the car? You just scooted over yeah, and let him, let him in. Him in yeah. just like, her oh, legs were wide open. And she's like, oh, my name's Rosie and I do this. And I'm like, what? It's just having like a conversation. And then, yeah, then he tries to kill her. Whips out the bl- the switchblade and just starts stabbing the shit out of her. And these effects are pretty good. They're actually close-up shots of, like, her, the person wearing the sweater. Knife goes in, dragging down, guts and blood spilling out. She's screaming, but the screams aren't heard because of every time she screams, <laughs> there is the horn going the, off. The other thing I felt weird about this scene was... Um, how like she when she's trying to get out of the car, she's like struggling to get away from him. He pulls a blade, and then you she, she screams a bit, and then you see her go like limp in like the door, like she faints, like she, yeah. or, or she like he, she. I thought she was killed already. She, like she just she goes, eh. she goes totally limp, like she's dead, and then it cuts back to her, and she's wide awake screaming bloody murder again. So I'm like, why go limp? Why would you go limp in the first place? I think it's possible, like what Doug said, probably just fear. You know, just it's possible that your brain just like this is too much and just shut up. It's huh. that happens. People faint from you know small injuries or the side of blood. I have no problem with it. 
I wondered if it was editing too, like maybe there was a stab that we didn't get to see because of where he stabbed her That's or whatever. What I thought, and, like ed- and then she like, you know, I don't know. After I thought he stabs like in the side, like oh, and then she goes, okay, she's dead. Yeah. Like, okay, she's dead. But then when she's sitting back in the car and she's screaming, getting cut, I'm like, why would you go limp in the first? Why not just? Continue to struggle. I don't know why she. I don't. I didn't understand the going limp. Part. So well, sometimes you don't want to go limp. You just go limp. You can't <laughs> help it, Marshall. It fucking happens. Let Come it on, go. Marshall. Yeah. Jeez, it's never happened to me though. Never, <laughs> never, never. Viral mm. <laughs> over here. Um, so stab the shit out of. We get a shot of people leaving the ferry, and they're like, come on, get that Volkswagen moving. Get it on down here. So, one, the guy who drives a Volkswagen is not to be seen. So, nope. where the hell is he? Exactly. And there's a big conversion van in front of the Volkswagen who's just like, fuck it, and starts smashing the car forward. Yeah, it just they push it <laughs> off the ferry with a van just ramming it from behind. Just ramming it forward, which was really weird. But just so it pushes the, the van pushes the Volkswagen Beetle. Past the camera, you see the girl hanging, kind of hanging a little bit out the window, all stabbed up and dead. Yeah. One so. thing I noticed that because you said it was a different guy driving, but when the van pulled up behind it and started pushing it, I wonder too, where the hell's the driver? Yeah. Like, why did he ever get out? But it's not against a wall at all. No. It's clearly no, in the it, middle of the bay. Very and good she point. She could have easily just jumped out. You right. know. I didn't even think about that part. Yeah. You're good eye. Clearly right yeah. about that. Good eye, Doug. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the only thing I want I'll, I want to chime in here is that uh, we, it goes back to Lieutenant Williams talking about this Rose who just got killed, who again is not blonde; she's brunette, almost borderline redhead, depending on what light you see her in. And but he says just he out of nowhere, like he just knows that the killer is between twenty eight and thirty. Yeah, it's weird. and he's lived in New York his entire life. <laughs> now, I'm like, how would you know that? Yeah, because <laughs> the next scene is they're in the autopsy room where this this old guy is freaking awesome. He's this I don't know. I probably put him in his mid sixties. He's got a pair of headphones on and he's stitching up the body, kind of cleaning her up from the autopsy, and. um He's like, oh, yeah, he was real efficient butchering here, you, you know, and he was able to determine that the killer is left-handed, and that's where Williams chimes in, we have his age between 28 and 30, which is so weird. Yeah. It's such a small well, window, window yeah. of age. I could get, like, 28 to 38, or from 30 to 40. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot more sense, but 28 to 30, I think I've actually been felt younger at 30 than yeah, at 28 yeah. at times. So it's it's way too narrow of a gap. I agree. That's what I thought was so weird about it, too. But did anybody else love the guy who did the autopsies? Oh, yeah, he was really cool. I like liked Just hanging out yeah. and, like, saying whatever. You know, like, they, he didn't mind that world at he's, all. Yeah. He, he, like, eats candy while he's stitching yeah. up bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I like that guy a lot. He was pretty cool. So, but anyway, they're able to determine that it's a left-handed killer. Um, and he's he's into killing women because didn't the autopsy guy also say that he stabbed her in her pleasure line and drove dr- like drug it all the way up? And that's what made me think. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what made me think there was an edit in the car scene because yeah. we know later in the movie they show some raunchy shit. Yeah, but yeah. they in this one it was more just her guts. Yeah, yeah. but I assumed he assumed stabbed her in the JJ and drug it up. Yeah, but you see her, you see like getting stabbed in the stomach and you see her get like a deep cut like across her right breast or something like that but that's that's yeah. about it yeah. for this one um 
so there's a there's a scene that's kind of meaningless where the I guess the detectives or I guess the lieutenant's boss, Lieutenant Williams' boss, comes in and says, "Don't blow this out of proportion. This is don't you know we need to keep the press down because apparently they've released information that there's somebody killing women, mm-hmm. and that's the way that's the direction they're going." I in. think right, it is pretty meaningless scene. I think the only reason is in there because I looked up the guy who plays the that police captain who comes in is Lucio Fulci, the director. Oh. So it's like he gave himself a cameo in gotcha. this meaningless scene. Oh, gotcha. okay. He, in that scene, he was smoking a pipe the whole time. Trying to. Trying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, trying to smoke he a pipe. He was really having trouble with that pipe. In the, near the middle or end or some point, I, um, you know, my girlfriend brought it up that they find a pipe at a crime scene and they pick it up. And because she was like, is it the guy that was smoking the pipe? So maybe they were trying to throw a red herring. I don't know. I don't do you know. remember what that pipe looked like? Well, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so I didn't even make that connection. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't either. She, but I don't know if that was, they were attempting that. So then Williams calls and talks to some other police officers and says, hey, Williams, you got a phone call. They left a phone, uh, left a message for you. Who was it? I don't know who it was, but he was talking like a duck. Where Williams then goes, talking like a duck. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Earlier <laughs> this morning. I, <laughs> is this the worst cop ever? Yeah. I mean, where's your memory? Where, <laughs> this, that's a very bizarre, specific thing. And he's, like, scratching his head, like, where have I heard that before? Hmm. That was awful. Was it in a cartoon I watched? I mean, was yeah. it? That was, that was pretty bad. So this is when Detective Williams, I guess, has now made the assumption that there is a killer who's specifically targeting women. And he goes out to seek the aid of a gentleman, I guess, who's good at profiling by the name of Dr. Davis, a young professor at the local college, or not probably prestigious college. They yeah. didn't say which one, but it's a big or like fancy NYU name. or something. Right. University of Phoenix. <laughs> something like that. Did anybody else think he kind of looked like, I don't know, like a young, or like, I don't know, he kind of reminded me of like Bradley Cooper for some reason. Like yes. His role in the 80s. 100%. I, that is the person I thought of. It's when they're walking down the sidewalk and he's talking. I mm-hmm. thought of Bradley Cooper yeah. from American Hustle. That's really weird. Oh, that's yeah. American that. Hustle. Yeah. 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 He's got to be, but with, you know, 80s glasses. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's basically, he's hiring Dr. Davis to help profile the killer. Yeah. There's not much to Dr. Davis. I thought there'd be more of a payoff or something going on, but. He's, he's just kind of like a psychiatrist or forensic psychologist or something like that. Yeah. That's basically his role. His role. And there's. That's about it. No, the whole time, and maybe you, the whole time I thought he was the killer. And I, the only reason I said this is because I did get online and look at some stuff after, but a lot of people thought that, and then other people are like, you're an idiot, that he was a nothing character. Why would you think that? So it's just weird. That character was so unimportant. But I, when, you, when you mentioned that, I think it, that character may have been included to kind of create that, that haze of that Another maybe a little mystery, yeah. a misdirect. Yeah. They, they do a lot mm-hmm. of red herrings in this movie. So a little misdirect to kind of keep you off the trail. So I, I understand yeah. the reason they had him, but at the, at the end of the day, spoiler, you know, it's like there's not much to There's it. even one scene where he says, like, it cuts to him. He's not at the crime or nothing. And he's like, you're thinking too much like a straight-laced yeah. cop he's like, he's or like, something. Yeah, he's like, checkmate. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just, like, he just, yeah. like, got away with murder or something. Right. But I don't know. That's just ridiculous. So... Well, then we cut to, uh, so anyways, we're hiring Dr. David. Then we cut to Times Square, and we're talking sweet, 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 triple X, nasty, sleazy It's Times the red light squares. district, basically. It is dirty. This dirty. is when Times Square in the late 70s, early 80s was just sleaze factory. High crime rate. 
you know, just triple X shows, porno, you know, live show, live show, titty show, titty show, people <laughs> handing out like flyers. It was basically like, well, it kind of reminded me of Bangkok. And I was like, aw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you see this guy grab a ticket to go to watch a live sex show. So you got two people on stage going at it. You know, the theater is sparsely filled. There's like 12 people there. Yeah. Um, d- d- yeah. That's the make that's kind of that the guy who takes the car that goes in he uh has two he's missing two fingers on his right hand right which is plays a really big part in this movie so he takes the flyer which would make him left-handed probably uh, right so he goes and he's watching the uh titty show or the live sex act and they're you know two people on a stage doing it and he looks over he's sitting in the front row and he looks over and about eight seats down is annie lennox (laughs) <laughs> or at least what I thought was yeah. Annie Lennox. Because she's yeah, wearing the most she... 80s woman's like suit. Yes. It's yeah. stark white. Her makeup is really harsh. She's got a like a top hat on, like a like a not a top hat, but like a, kind of a fedora, fedora type like, hat, real yeah. sharp features. You know what I'm talking about, 80s style all the way. She's dressed like Carmen San Diego, just without the red. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Now and, full disclosure, you both loved it. You both loved her. Like, she was phenomenal, right? I loved I mean, her. Yeah. I did. I did. I but mean, go ahead. I just want to. I can't thought she help was but great. Love her. Yeah. So she's watching the sex show, and then it just cuts. He's just kind of looking at her, but then it cuts right to her. And for the next five minutes, it's all about her watching this sex show. She's watching the show. She pulls out an old microtape recorder, sets it down, and starts recording the audio of these people having sex. And she starts. Reaching her hands down. It's showing the close-ups. We're talking about the close-ups. Close-ups of her lips. Her lips start quivering. It's a very slow build-up to her just getting more and more turned on and just watching the sex show. And then she just kind of reaches into her pants. I mean, you see full panties, her hands right there, going to town, double-clicking that mouse. Uh, It was full-on masturbation scene. She's getting into it. People are getting into it. Boom. Climax. Yeah. Now, Woo, do you gotta tell myself off. <laughs> I wanted to make a quivering lips joke, but I didn't. I'm above that. Um, I just want to uh, try and get because I thought it was hilarious that this during all this, like again, this is a live sex show, and Aaron, he touched on briefly that there's only like 12 people in the audience, and with the exception of really this woman who gets herself off in the front row. Everybody else looks completely disinterested and bored. Like yeah. they're just watching. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. why even be there? Like one, there's a shot. It's really quick, but there's a shot of like this old gray man who looks like he's asleep, like in the <laughs> second row. It's, he's kind of like diagonally behind um, the man with two fingers, and he, he's got his head like slumped, slumped to the over. Side. Yeah. He looks like he's pe- sleeping. He's just comfortable this. there. I, um, we were debating. Do you think, well, see, I've not been to Bangkok or anything (laughs) like that, but do you think places like that still exist, let's say in America, where it's pretty easy to know where it is and you just walk in and pay? I I said no. I said that there's too much porn on the internet and it's too accessible. Yeah, I think there's no need for it. A lot of things have been cracked down and stuff like that. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe something in Vegas or. Or, like, I mean, there's the brothels out in Nevada, but I think as far as like live sex shows anymore. Where you could just pay and walk gentlemen, in. gentlemen. I don't think so. When's the last time you were on the east side and you went into one of those dirty little strip clubs? You throw a couple twenties out. Next thing you know, you got two girls going at it. 
Come on. So I, yeah, I guess <laughs> it's, you got to know how to do it. Then you got to know what to do. That's different, though. I mean, I, I'm, it's not like club, advertised. A like club, a girl and girl is a lot different than just a life of like a guy and a girl fucking in front of. A, I hear a, you on a stage. I hear you. I hear you, but. Anyway, I just had anyway, to chime in. Yeah. <laughs> now maybe in Amsterdam that's so spiky. But I, uh, I just I don't I don't think that you would really see that anywhere openly. It's good to know because after I watched this, I fucking looked everywhere to go somewhere <laughs> and I couldn't find anywhere. What do you want to do tonight, honey? <laughs> I want to watch live sex act. So the scene ends. Ladies, the the, the two the couple that's on the stage. You know, take a bow and get an applause yeah. from the audience, which was pretty funny. It's like golf clapping. Yeah, like, it's because it's, so... it's so sparse. Yeah, it was pretty funny. They're they artists. Yeah, they get they get an applause. <laughs> That's basically, what it is. <laughs> and then we follow the uh, the gal who is having sex off the stage, and she's she's also blonde. Uh, walking back into the dressing room, and it was kind of funny. Uh, this one gal goes, "How'd it go?" And she goes, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, she yeah. did. I'm like, you were moaning and like wiggling and everything. I'm like, fucking but that it, It's yeah, that's like porn. Like, oh, she's got to sell it for the you know twelve people. It was just so funny. She goes, "Meh." <laughs> so she goes into her dressing room and she goes to turn on the light, and the light's not working. Now, hold on, because this was important to me when she walked away. And you guys will have to refresh my memory. When she walks away from the st- off the stage and walks away, I felt like the girl that was masturbating with the tape recorder was not sitting in the seats, but the guy with two fingers was sitting in the seats. You are correct. Okay. And I was, I just, yeah. Okay, so because when they, when she shows her like going, oh come on, where why aren't the lights coming on? It cuts back to this the the seats and that shows that Annie Lennox is gone. But you know, well, Annie Lennox is gone. Um, mm-hmm. Like we, right we, after it, the, yeah. she before she as she's walking off stage, yes, she okay. and, and the and guy she, is there. Gone. But when they do that flashback or a yeah. cutaway to the seats, now they're both gone. Yes. Right. Yes. That's but true. for her to walk, anyway, go ahead. So, so they're, they're trying to misdirect you all over the place. Right. Right. So the girl is trying to turn a light, and she's like, "Joe, come on!" I guess Joe's the guy who owns the place. Joe, you Italian bastard! I like how she he slipped in that one. Yeah. So she's look. She can't find the lights. Lights aren't on. She steps on some glass, and she's like, "Motherfucker! Oh god!" She's fixing her foot. Um, she hears some noises. She turns around, and she looks into the closet. She doesn't see anything. She's kind of like, "Okay, nothing's here." She's Joe. Joe's at you. Closes the drapes, and then you hear, and boom! Out of the closet, through the curtain, comes a broken bottle into the vagina. Yes. Oh. He gets killed by a broken bottle to the vet. It's yeah. fast, too. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, you know, like brutal. Yeah. It was a like, brutal he's, scene. He's, it's not even like he stabs him. He stabs him. Twists like, it. He's twist grinding it, it in, there. in there. Yeah. And she's screaming. But my first thought is, take a step backwards. You know, <laughs> yeah. just, just I understand, you know, you got stabbed once in the veg. That sucks. But don't just stand there and take it. You know, move your legs a little yeah, bit. If I yeah. got stabbed in the dick, the first thing I do is probably jump into the ceiling. Well, she was tired. She just had a lot of sex. <laughs> and she's in the dark. She doesn't know what's going on. But she's an old pro. <laughs> she even said herself, nah. Yeah. <laughs> so Plus, she gets... that's her moneymaker, technically. I mean, that's Yo, the... that's true. You got to protect your goods. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, if yeah. you're a hand model and all of a sudden you burn your hands, you're going to be very concerned, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, doesn't that kill her like immediately doesn't yes. she just drop dead yeah, so which it, it, is that po- do you feel like which i thought the same things like that wouldn't it would suck and be it, unimaginable pain 
but I don't know how that would kill you. Unless, yeah. and I mean, again, unless you somehow nick the femoral artery, right? There, but I don't think again Even that then, would kill you. Like, it would take you a while to bleed out, you know. It. So. I mean, don't women bleed out of there all the time anyway? And they don't. <laughs> we don't see them dropping dead all over the place. Boom. <laughs> period uh, joke. I think that might be our first period joke. I think that is the first period joke. <laughs> uh, I said I was above those jokes. Sweet, but I'm not. sweet. We made it. We made it into the period joke before our fiftieth episode. <laughs> before forty-six, for example, whatever on now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. So she falls on the ground, and you know that's it. We're gone. So we're back to uh, so now we we cut to Williams lying in bed with a girl with no top on. Good looking girl, no top. Phone he's in, rings. He's late. He's in bed with his prostitute. Yeah, we're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. He's at his prostitute's house. Like again, how does this work? Unless that must have been different back then. It's gotta be her business. It's gotta be her job. She has her Johns come to her. She knows she's in the. She knows the area. She knows it's safe. My guess is she only takes. You know, safe, reliable clients like a cop. You know, <laughs> so yeah, phone call, and she answers the phone, and the voice on the phone is asking for Lieutenant Williams. She wakes him up. He answers the phone, and it's quacking. You know, it's saying, "Why well, I killed again? Quack, 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 quack. I killed again. You would never catch me." And he's like, "Who is this? What's going on?" And uh, he's kind of taunting Williams. Williams hangs up the phone and goes, did you tell anybody I was here? Have you told anybody I was here? Because obviously this is the prostitute's house. And she's like, look, I keep a very strict clientele. I don't tell anybody about this. So how does this guy know that Williams is there? Ooh. Yeah. He, yeah. Here's, there is a, a one point where he was like, get me a cup of coffee. And she's like, <laughs> I'm not paid to get you coffee. Yeah, and make like, I'm, your I'm, a pro- I'm a prostitute, not your wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I, yeah, so I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, and that's, I agree there. Like they never really explain how the killer knows where all these people are at all no. points in time. Like no. there's no explanation to this whatsoever. Yeah. Right? Like why the killer shows up at the places he does and kills people he does, and then how he's calling Lieutenant. Just and this is eighties. I mean, this is like not like technology's not like early eighties. Yeah, eighty two. It's not like he's yeah. tracking people with, like GPS or cell phone. Well, to their credit, how does Jason find you in the woods every fucking time? <laughs> I mean, he just does. He's got <laughs> he's, he's got he's got the natural <laughs> built in kind of GPS yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. So it's I just I just find that kind of weird because uh, yeah, this is early eighties. I mean, because a lot of this, the music in this is pretty fucking good too. I don't know anybody else agree with that, but I thought the music was pretty fucking groovy, like upbeat disco like disco's last breaths you know just kind of fast kind of groovy disco music you know i uh which i've told you guys this but i get a lot of the vinyls that are horror soundtracks you know just because i love them and uh he i think quite a few of his movies have been pressed even recently again because people love it yeah Yeah. i don't know about this one like that kind of stuff yeah look into that yeah it's good so then we got back to uh Let's see. Where am I at? Okay. We can basically just skip to uh, Jane again, who basically uh, she Jane is the lady in the theater yeah. with the Annie tape Lennox. recorder. With the tape Annie recorder. Lennox. She basically record. She gives the tapes of her sexual experiences to her husband, who gets off on listening. Who to is him. just about having an orgasm listening to him. He's yeah. sitting in a chair. He looks like he just took a big old bump of heroin, and he's just kind of like uh, he's got his mouth <laughs> open. He's drooling. He's just kind of. Uh, listening to this sex sound. Yeah, but yeah, he's there's really nothing to it. this scene. Other, so we're just going to skip to the one of the craziest scenes in this entire movie. In, in cinema, really, because this thing is fucking insane. Uh, Jane goes into a billiards hall, a pool hall, and basically gets 
toe fucked by <laughs> a young Yadi Molina. We didn't set this. You didn't set that no, up very well. No, just, I'm going to let you take care of it, but it's fucking You just bonkers. Went, went right to it. Yeah, she's sitting in a... She's... Okay, her husband, before let's backtrack to the husband, she's like, can I borrow the Porsche? Yes, honey, I don't have to work at the hospital today. So these people have money. Yes. Okay, these are wealthy people who will probably be at the opera or at the, you know, a Broadway play or something like that. And she's at this shitty, sleazy pool hall with, you know, just, with these four dudes who are all wearing tank tops who don't have jobs. Okay? So they're sitting around. And, and she's she- wearing like fancy clothes. She looks right. very nice. She's wearing the same trench coat that she was yeah. at the theater. Yeah. But she didn't belong in that bar. No, she did not. And these guys walk over to her. They start kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. They're just talking to her. And she's not saying anything, but you can tell she's like tense, uh, a little scared, but it's like ready, kind of ready to jump up, but it's like staying there because they start hitting on her. And she seems to kind of be liking it. She she's, drew them over, too. Yeah, by She really, you know, them, yeah. Taking long looks. Guys come over, and just out of nowhere, it's like, well, and we take a bet to see if she's wearing any underwear. Pops off his shoe, barefoot. One guy puts his foot in there between her legs, and you got a shot underneath the table of his foot going between her legs. The other guy goes, I bet I can go farther, because he got one guy goes, I don't know. Now, what the listeners can't see is that Aaron is putting his foot into Marshall's crotch right now. It's very uncomfortable for me. And Marshall does not seem to be reacting one way or another. (laughs) Under this table. Kind of the way this lady acted. She did not really react in one way or another for a while until (laughs) this guy starts really getting that foot in there. And we have a shot of her actual panties. He's sticking his foot into the side of her panties. We can see some pubic hair. It's getting pretty graphic. Yes. You know, I mean, it's getting pretty graphic. And she starts getting kind of worked up, just breathing deep and sweating a little bit. And, oh, God. And she's she's getting into it. Um, the, and the scene is about five minutes long. Yeah, it's long. Now, and- I have seen something. This scene is famous for something. And when I watched it, I know I've seen it made fun of, or I know I've seen it redone in a horror. And I, can't, I still couldn't find it. But it wasn't. I didn't watch this, but I think I feel like it's a famous scene. Like people must have been talking about that in the eighties and even nineties. Yeah, probably. Like, have you seen this fucking movie? It's pretty it? intense. Well, that's what it says. Like, you know, it's all, you know, it's so controversial and graphic and uh, like out there. Like, it's a crazy, crazy scene. Yes. Like, I was like, how is this? Like only, I guess, in European cinema would you see something like this? It was it was pretty graphic, pretty intense. Because I'm watching them. I mean, I was mesmerized. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, but I was yeah. watching. I'm just like, whoa, you know, this is really weird, but I kind of like it. Yeah, it was it was pretty like lots of close ups again yeah. of her lips, his lips going, yeah, tell me you like it. You his know, and then, then her toe in her bed, his buddy is sitting there drinking beer going, yeah, yeah, you know, so having her take sips of the beer. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's feeding her beer. You know, she's not, he's not forcing anything. He's like, I want some beer. He's like, meh. she's drinking the beer. He's giving it to well, her. Of course, he was forcing her down to the table. He was holding her down. He kind of held table. her there. But then she's she didn't really try too hard she didn't like fight it she's gonna uh. she did say a few times like stop stop and she like in a quivery you know it's, anyway, it's real yeah. kind of, it's like borderline rapey but she's there in it you but know she want to comment again that the guy who's toe fucking her to me to st louis listeners <laughs> he looks like young thin yadi molina did anybody else see that? You're or... getting sued for sure. He looked like nobody to me, Marshall. <laughs> I don't know what he looked like. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So the scene is Fuck building and building and building, and she they show under the table. She's like rocking back and forth now into this. It's getting it's getting to a climax, and then the guy jumps up, throws the table back, and goes, "Ah, <laughs> like gotcha." Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> so yeah, so just again, like, yeah, the guy is toe fucking her under the table. The friend, it's like he can tell she's about to climax, and they both jump up. He pulls the table almost like. Is this something you do as a joke to women every right. day? Yeah, like, like gotcha. Yeah, like what was I didn't get it. Like, like Ashton Kutcher's gonna come right now and say, you've got punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, and the guys are like, ha ha, we got you. Give each other a high five, and she like covers herself up and runs out the door. Like you assholes. Like, yeah. What was what was what was the point of that? I think yeah, it's I, the show. point of this scene. I like as crazy as it is, and some people may love it and as erotic and, and, and shocking as this, but I don't understand why the point of this was even in the movie. Like it, it has no connection to anything else in this movie at all, other than just to be shocking and to fill time. I think it's to show her promiscuity. Yes. Uh, how do you say that? Promiscuity. Promiscuity. But yes, they yes. do that so in like several other times in this movie too. That and they've already they, established it with her you at the know, sex show. And then they establish it in another scene that coming up. But so this one doesn't really need to be in the movie. It's just there for I think shock value alone. Now this is uh whenever the description on Amazon or whatever it called it, which I'm sure because you researched the hell out of these things, so you probably read this somewhere. But it's called Italian uh, Giallo. Yeah, Giallo film. I, I, I'm not even saying that right. Like G I A L L O. I know exactly. Yeah, that's I've word read that it. word probably a million times, like in all the horror mags and going to horror hound conventions and stuff. And I guess I never really understood what they were referencing, but apparently that is a genre of Italian slasher films mm-hmm. in the '60s, more '70s and mm-hmm. early '80s. But it always they always throw in that um, sexuality huh. and that it, it, intenseness. It's, it's basically and, sec- like soft porn, almost horror movies. Even if it, film. like you just said, doesn't really fit in, and there's no reason for it, they're gonna put it in there. And or, they still yeah. make them today. Every yeah, now and then, ex- you'll get one. That's pretty much exactly. I looked up the word. I looked up research what it meant, and that's pretty much exactly. Yeah, what we nailed huh. pretty much exactly what it is. Yeah. So real weird. Kind of liked it. <laughs> Maybe I have to look up some more of those films. So kind of strange. It was kind of a letdown that pullback, though. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, I mean, oh, I loved it. I love it because he's sitting there tobing and he goes, "Morales, he has silver toes." <laughs> yeah, he has silver toes. It's so weird. It's really strange. Um, so then we cut to a subway. <laughs> he mm. toe fucked her so hard she had to call a tow truck. Oh, <laughs> what? Boo. Stupid. Boo. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked it. Oh. Tow truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, someone had to take the subway because that's where we're at right now. Is that a good segue? Yes. Yeah. All right, good. So we're on the subway, and the subway is old fucking New York subway graffiti all over the place. Lights flickering on and off. It's like super-duper shitty subway. This might be the and most unbelievable scene in this entire movie. So right we, have, we have a gal sitting, a good-looking, pretty preppy gal who's wearing kind of a, you know, she looks like she's almost like in prep school or something, maybe a little older, college kind of. Person. She's at least college. Yeah, though. and so she's sitting by herself on the subway. No, nobody's on the cars except for one guy, and it's the guy who is in the porno theater missing the finger, missing the two fingers. And that's why I say it's the most unbelievable scene because it's New York. Like I've never, like I don't think there'd ever be a subway with just two people on it. No, it well, a car, possibly a car. Late at night, maybe one of the cars, but there still would be people in the other cars, yeah. on the platforms, things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like these are so, the only two people in New York. I always right. thought that as a kid with uh, Tom Cruise and Rebecca De Mornay and Risky Business. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> Never seen it. Oh my yeah. god, I lo- she was naked the whole movie. It was awesome. But they, yeah, they have sex in a on a subway car, and I'm like, even at three in the morning, isn't it the city that never sleeps? Exactly. There would be a million people. 
But yeah. the girl yeah. reminds me of Amy, uh, what's her name, from Road Trip and uh, the Amy crank Smart. movies. Amy, Amy Smart. Smart. Yeah. She right. looked like that she to me. She like does kind of look yeah. like Amy Smart. Like an so Italian. we got Annie Lennox, Amy Smart, and yeah. that Young other Lottie person. You know, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> so... <clears throat> She, he's kind of giving in the creepy stare, and she's looking at him like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm alone in this <laughs> fucking car with this Hold on, hold on. You'll say that the doctor looks like uh, uh, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> and she looks like Amy Smart, but you won't say, you refuse to say the guy looks like Yachty Malin because you're freaked. Yachty's going to sue you? Yachty's local, man. Well, he he's local. He, he yeah. lives like two miles away, Marshall. Get out of here. <laughs> Talking about him toe-fucking some girl in a pool hall. That's all. That's the only quip we need from the RFT tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, back on the train. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Three-fingered right-hand man is creeping out Amy Smart. Lights flicker off. She looks over. doesn't see him. Next thing you know, bam, he's in front of her, giving her creepy look. She gets up trying to move to another car. The door is jammed. He kind of starts coming at her, giving her fucking weirdo, sexy eyes. Can't closer and tell. closer. I Walking felt like the closer. eyes were very black, yes, too. Yes, yeah. I agree. And luckily, it's <clears throat> the train stops, and she's able to squeak out and starts running away. And then there's no one on the platform. There's nobody on the platform, nothing to say, like, help, or, you know, and she's running through this. She starts booking it. She's running th- off the platform, through the actual, you know, station, long hallway of the station, nobody around, starts running down the street. Running on the street, nobody, nobody on the I street. Know, nobody on the streets of New York City. Yeah, so she's running away, running away, running away. Um, she starts to slow down. She's out of breath. She hasn't been running that far. You need to work out a little bit, lady. You know, you, you gotta you gotta but, work on that cardio uh, the a little thing bit. Is, uh, you know, she get, is get that get some of that P90X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she was hoping to get gold at LA in LA or something. I guess the '84 Olympics or well, whatever it was that was coming up. Yeah, what's that? Up. I missed that. What? Later in the movie, her bo- boyfriend says something because after what happened, she's like, "Oh, uh, why don't you get your leg better?" You know. You know, you were going oh, to go for gold yeah, in L.A. Okay, or something okay. like that. So she's some yeah. kind of athlete. Well, she definitely needs to step up her fucking game. Yeah. Get some P90X or something like that. I mean, god damn. <laughs> so she finally runs out of breath. and She's, you know, up, leaning against this grate. And she starts to hear this, like, shuffling behind her. And it really sounded like someone's going, brain. Like, she's like, it's yeah. like zombies or something It sounded like a her. fucking zombie was right behind her going, brains. Did you get that? Uh, kind of, yes. And there th- there was some other scene where somebody said something, and this just takes me back. A lot of times they throw in weird shit, like when he was like, oh, my balls, yeah. or like the brains. Yeah. And there was another scene where somebody said something, and I could have swore he said, um, I eat kids and chickens. And I was like, I, I don't even know what it was. Missed but that one. It's because of the overdubbing. You can't, and the sounds they put in with that. But I agree. I thought it was like a monster movie yeah so it sounds like there's a zombie behind her but she's like fuck it i'm moving on rounds a corner right into (laughs) there is the killer then the killer slices her leg and she ah and it's it's a good shot of the leg getting sliced which you and you can't see the killer really though you you see like the hand right right okay okay you see the hand come up and he's wearing a rubber glove and he's coming so he slashes her he raises the knife to come down with what's probably going to be the death blow, but she moves out of the way, and bink, his knife hits a brick wall, making a real loud sound and making a big mark of kind of a spark or dust. The it, sound is so yeah. loud it and sounds piercing. Like it, it sounds like something you'd hear like an old like martial arts kung fu move, like two like swords. katanas yeah. hitting together or something like that. Exactly. So she <clears> runs <throat> away, and she runs into another movie theater. <laughs> 
She runs into a movie theater with nobody in it, and but there's a movie playing. It's, it's a complete, like, <clears throat> you're being chased by a killer. You're almost killed, and he's like, I'm going to decide to take a load off in this empty movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just rest here for a minute. And it basically sounds like it, it sounds like it's playing a, like a Yosemite Sam cartoon, right? Yeah, because like it just it's frazzle frazzle yeah. yeah, it's like bug, like sound effects, like whoop boom, you know, yeah, it's, you it's, varmint, you know, it's yeah. Like, yeah. So there's something going on, and yeah, she's she's got a leg slash. So I understand that she's hobbling and moving slow, but I agree, you don't stop, Mm-mm. you keep moving. She she sits down. She's trying to like mend her leg, look at her leg. She's not really worried about the you know. She's not watching Yosemite Sam. <laughs> She's kind of looking at her legs, and out of she's got her legs spread. She's got a skirt on, and from underneath the seat, two hands come up between her legs and start feeling on her legs and grabbing at her crotch, and it's real weird. Making looking. like noises, like ha ha ha, like so, yeah, some kind of weird like <laughs> yelling noise. It's or a something. really weird scene. So he's not, he's just got his, he's not doesn't have a knife anymore. He's just kind of grabbing at her, you know, and she freaks and slaps his hands away, runs on the hall, starts running up the hall to get out of the theater which he should have done in the first place and then runs into a man you see his face you see him and it's got to be the killer because he rips out now he has a straight edge razor he doesn't have the knife and just starts slicing the shit out of her just slicing her up and close-ups of her getting sliced cut her sliced, throat cut her throat yeah, he, cut her the legs fishing, <clears throat> yeah. move. there's a shot of him like slashing her across like the like the side of the yeah. like uh our like torso love handle area yeah, yeah. and it's it's a pretty brutal, some mm-hmm. of these are pretty brutal looking cuts. Just slicing her up, and the creme de la creme is the slice across the throat. She's screaming, and when she she's still screaming, and it's, ah, wakes up in the hospital. So she's alive in yes. the hospital. So, and has no cuts on her face. No, no cuts on her anything. face, no cuts on her neck, on her side. The only thing she did get was this cut on the leg. So here we are. We have learned that she has survived the attack. She must have ran away and gotten some help because the only cut that she has is that cut she originally suffered from the knife. Yes. So there, there we are. Um, and this is where we integrate her boyfriend, uh, whose name is Peter Bunch, basically comes to see her. Mm-hmm. Who and is the guy? It's just the guy who from the dream part that she mm-hmm. saw attacking her. And she even says it. She goes, I had a dream that you were the killer, that you were the one slicing me up. And he's like, no, I would never do that. Yeah. And so this guy, I, I'm not, part of it's the dubbing and the voice of work, but the way <laughs> since we're comparing people, this guy reminds me of a young Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and he, he looks so proud of himself every time he gets the line out. Yeah. Like he has this look at his face like, look, Ma, I said it. I said my line. Like, just, it's so weird. This way guy, he's just, I don't know. He's, it's I'm weird. just thinking when she's standing outside of the theater before she runs in and the killer misses, she, you know, misses her. Yeah. She's looking right at whoever it is. There's yeah. never an indication of a mask or anything. That's so, not a really good point. They they never they never. Uh, so she would have seen that. the face of the person doing that, right? Yeah. And then now, yeah. she does say that she had some fa- ha- hazy memory. She doesn't remember, but she's able to remember that he doesn't have two. F- like this is what she says. She says the killer had uh, only three fingers on the right hand. So she's saying. You know, she says she says that she remembers because she did notice that in the subway, though. Yeah, in yeah. the subway, you oh, see her. Right, you, she right. looks at his hand, yeah, and yeah. it like it does a close up. That's like of the him. first thing she he, she yeah. sees of him. So she's assuming that this guy is the guy that tried to kill yeah. her. So, 
Um, so it starts setting up Mickey Two Fingers as uh, yeah, the killer. Yeah, when we, we find out, yeah, we will find out his uh, name is Mickey because then we get a cut of the guy with two fingers going into a seedy hotel with Annie Lennox. With Jane, yeah. Who, she pays him yeah. $40 basically to take her up and tie her to a bed in her bra and panties and fuck her. And you yep. didn't even see them meet, right? No. Like, they no, just roll don't. up in the car together. You have no idea how they meet. They okay. just are yeah. in the car together, and she pays him. Yeah. yeah. So, yep, she's a freak. Yeah. Now, yeah. one thing I wanted to bring up, but I don't know if it took place right here, but so the cop who we haven't mentioned in a while, this guy that's like trying to solve the case, um, I do love how he's supposed to, he's acting like all hardcore and you know he's not even supposed to be here today, and he looks like he's like sixty eight or seventy. Yeah, he's like, old. He's I a mean, bit older. He, he yeah. shouldn't be the one addressing this case, but there's a scene where he's talking to a, a, a law enforcement officer at a desk, and he's trying to get information. I think it's after this girl was put in the hospital but they're talking and it keeps cutting to him smoking a cigarette and then cutting back to the other officer and right behind him is a no smoking sign that it keeps kind of <laughs> zeroing in on and i, I was like that. what are they doing here why i don't know there was just a I weird totally miss back that, and forth. they smoke everywhere yeah, yeah they, like, do. they don't give a shit where they're yeah. somebody's always smoking early 80s yeah. yeah yeah you could smoke anywhere you want to smoke so you got the guy and the girl going into the hotel yeah they go in the hotel um so <sighs> I'm just going to stick in the hotel. Uh, he ties her up. He ties uh, Annie Lennox up, uh, and he's got some pretty sweet fucking funky tunes on mm-hmm. going. Uh, he And he walks over, and he makes a phone call, and he tur- cranks the tune so you can't hear what he's saying. Like, first and, he started to kind of, like, rev her up. Like, yeah. he's rubbing on her, and she's, like, she lets it. Let's mm-hmm. put that out. She lets him tie her up. Like, right. she wants that to happen. And then, yeah, he goes over. Yeah, and, and makes a phone call. And he said, you can't really hear what he's saying, but I did what was able to make up. Yeah, she's totally, she's right up your alley with some of your pervy shit. And he even said something to that effect. So the next scene, we see Davis at a magazine booth, like a stand, like a newsstand where you can buy magazines and newspapers. Davis is is the psychiatrist. psychiatrist, Dr. Davis. So he's going through and he's, he's looking at different gay porn mags and he's like, I'll take this one. Honcho and Blue Boy. Blue Boy. <laughs> he wound. He wound up taking Blue Boy. Yeah, yeah. So he he takes Blue Boy, puts it in a in a paper, and the guy's like, "Here you go, it's three dollars." He's like, "Thank you very much." And then it cuts. So that was kind of weird to see Davis buying uh, gay porn. So and then it cuts back to Annie Lewis, Annie Lu- Annie Lennox. Pardon me. In bed and looks like she got her you know rocks off. She's all. She's still tied up. And she's naked in bed, lying next to uh, Mickey, two Mickey Two Fingers, and she's all scratched up now at this point too. She's got like scratch marks all across her chest mm-hmm. and stomach. She's got some this. scratches so on that her. That was some rough going. There's yeah. a uh, whipping scene that's edited. Oh, so, and it's only been put out on one Blu-ray, but apparently that and that it. Well, was that like, explains like one of the, like I said many of these that versions of this movie. Are yeah, all, there's a lot more cut. to that sex scene, I guess, and they cut that out. <sighs> okay, <laughs> which makes sense because she goes from wearing like being still wearing her bra and panties and, and her stockings to just them sleeping and she's completely naked. Yeah, I just was... thought it was they just got done doing. Yeah, it. But like they, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They something happened because she went from fine to sure. scratched up naked to yeah, so, but, they so they're both sleeping it off, but she's still tied up and the music's still playing. And the DJ comes on the radio saying, hey, we got a bunch of commercials coming up to you. And, but one thing I want to say is, men of New York, and if you're listening, Mr. Two, Mr. You know, no, two, no 
two fingers on the right hand. Why are you doing that to all the lovely ladies? Why you got to do that? And then it pans over to, you know, Annie Lennox looking at her gigolo's hand, and he's got only three fingers on the right hand. Yeah. So she starts going, oh, you know, she starts. She's tied up. He's sleeping next to her. She's sleeping right. She's panicking, and she starts to kind of use her mouth to free herself. She, she's able to get her hand free. Uh, it's kind of like she's using her tongue too. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, she, she does. Yeah. yeah, she did. She get. She so get, she manages to get until out of that it. moment. I thought she could be in on the killings. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what the phone call meant when the radio went up, but I yeah. thought she was in cahoots with this guy because right. they were both in the theater right. when that sex uh, actress got attacked. So she takes. She's managed to get free. She grabs her. She grabs her trench coat and her purse, and she books out the door. So she starts running out the door, and one of the exits is locked. It's not open. It's like every door in this hotel room or hotel hallway is locked. And like every exit, every door is like, what? She goes from one end, locked, all the way to the other end, crosses back across the room that she was at, and down the other hall, door won't open. So she, how, how, what's going on? Why is yeah. the place all locked that's up? That's exactly what I was thinking too. It's like, that's like the worst hotel ever. That's, that's <laughs> against the fire code right yeah, there. That's, that's right, that's, yeah. That's that's a, a it's like Hotel California. Other. Once you get there, you're never going to leave. You know, <laughs> shit. You know? Yeah. So you're stuck. So she's stuck. And help me with this, guys, because this is what I remember. She starts kind of panicking. She turns to go down the hall again, and there is a short, shadowy figure with long hair. Looks like it's a, a mirror. She, yeah, she turns a corner and she's looking into a mirror. It like, was a mirror. It's a mirror of her. Okay, and she's looking because you don't see her face, but it's yeah, it's it, it's totally a mirror. And because I didn't notice that, I must have been taking notes because I looked up and I'm like, is that a little old lady in front of her? <clears throat> no, it's a mirror. Okay, yeah. You, with, so yeah, that I didn't, I didn't. It's catch a weird that. choice to make too. But like, why would they do that? But it's it's a mirror. So she turns around to run, I guess, to another, try and find some sort of exit. Yeah. And then Quacky shows up. You know. Now, and, and at this point, you had seen that the guy was still sleeping in the bed. He was still sleeping in the but bed. Naked he, was, too. he was naked. But and naked. The hand, <laughs> the hand that comes out is wearing, a, is wearing the latex gloves, and it's a long sleeve black shirt. Okay. So this guy, you know, unless Two Fingers got or three fingers got dressed in a black shirt and put on latex glove, It's there's, this guy can't be the killer. So stabs her in the chest, dead center, slices on down, blood everywhere, she falls back dead. She's basically like eviscerated from like yeah. from her lower stomach up to like her chest. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And again, I, sometimes I have problems because of the way they the people are cut in this movie. Because not so much that it's happened, but it's because of like the knife the killer's using doesn't seem like it would rip somebody open that easily, that smoothly, because he it's like no effort. He's doing this one handed, but he just like gets her and then cuts her like a fish. Like, yeah, it's probably up, a so Cutco it's... knife. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those Japanese like uh, one of those ginsu ginsu knives or something. But... You can cut through a metal can and slice the tomato nice and smooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like most of it's like a little switchblade that looks like yeah you could stab something, but I don't know. How, like, it would seem like take at least two hands to like, right. eviscerate yeah. somebody like that. But... So she's dead. All right, and it was it was like they were building a lot of story around her. Yeah, and then she got killed. Exactly, kind of like oh man. So she's she's a goner. So then we cut to uh, the cops interviewing the husband about the wife's death, and the, the, the yeah, husband's kind of broken up. I just um, skipped to, uh, but it was kind of funny. They were able to identify that this is Mickey the Greek. Yeah, they they, Mickey, Mickey he's the got Greek. Some last name, but oh, he's he's a Greek guy. <clears throat> yeah, it's like they make a very yeah. They really want you um, to know he's Greek. Really, the only thing. I, 
then nothing really happens. So let's just uh, skip a little head to uh, the cops when they're raiding Mickey's apartment. Yeah. And they find just a treasure trove of porn. Porn everywhere. everywhere. I mean, on the, the walls, on the floor, in the on drawer, the couch, just, in the, you know, everywhere. And, it's most, and this is the point. It's all mags, like porn pictures, like Hustler, Penthouse, and like yeah. just... And they find a few needles and drug paraphernalia. Yeah, they find, some, they find some heroin underneath the pillow, and then they find a, a pipe on the, the floor. Yeah, we, this which, is the pipe we talked about earlier, so <laughs> you guys go ahead. And take which this is one. the bowl of the pipe, the bottom of his balls, and the stem <laughs> you smoke as a cock. Yeah. So Mickey was into some weird stuff, he was man. Into some weird stuff. You're literally smoking cock yeah. and smoking. You guys notice like the end of that pipe? It was well used. Yeah, too. yeah. It, it was like, real dark. It was and worn. Yeah, the coloration was different, and it was worn. They're like bite marks. And it was pretty funny they because the when they do in the tear apart the scene it's a POV shot and it's kind of funny when they they, they show like one of the other cops find the pipe and he it looks under and goes look at this thing yeah. <laughs> and he holds it up and you see Lieutenant Shit. Williams leaning up against the wall smoking like Mister Cool and he kind of waves him over like, like check like, out this cockpit like, yeah bring that over here to me <laughs> <laughs> let me take a gander yeah. at this so uh, this looks like fun uh, <laughs> uh, move moving ahead. Uh, Basically, we're uh, Peter now has brought Faye back to his apartment, um, and Doctor Davis shows up and he asks if she's certain that it was Mickey Two Fingers or Three Fingers that attacked her. And you're like, "Why?" He's like, "Yeah, it was him." And not much happens. Doctor Davis has been putting together a profile that the killer is most likely a very intelligent person from a wealthy family. Who has who? Something has gone wrong. So it, this this Mickey the Greek does not fit the fit, profile. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, they we find out in one of these scenes that Faye supposedly also has an IQ of 182, which I don't, which makes no point. Which I think it's higher than Albert Einstein. Yeah, but, like, I, who knows? But like, there's no reason to even mention that. It's not like she ever show or do anything with it. <laughs> But so maybe she's you like think a, she could be the killer now. So or maybe something. she's supposed right, to be like right. an Olympic caliber athlete with a super high education or IQ as well. Um, so eventually Faye's left alone in the apartment and she starts snooping around and it, it leads her upstairs to the attic where she finds a room basically set up for a young girl like mm-hmm. i don't think it's quite bad i think it's more like a playroom right and there's just lots of dolls everywhere which and, they had referenced in their conversation the boyfriend and girlfriend he said something about Susie's room or something he he mentioned something like you can stay down here and you know i missed that conversation yeah um and she also finds <clears throat> medical bills from yeah. a, from memorial, memorial hospital. hospital um while she's looking around in this room, Mickey Two Fingers breaks into the apartment to try to kill her. Not very gracefully either. No, yeah. I mean he <laughs> smashes down a window, <laughs> which I thought he, he, he's trying to be. He's like, yeah, he just breaks the window, which is loud, shattering glass. But then he like takes his time, like goes trying to be super quiet when he like undo does yeah. the lock on the window. Cover's like, blown, brother. You already like, smashed yeah. a window. Yeah, you at that point just going guns blazing. Yeah, there's no point in being quiet. Um. But Peter comes back just in time, scares Mickey off. He takes off. He he gets out of there. I, now, when Mickey was like, you know, it's a long scene, but he finds her hiding under the bed or whatever yeah. upstairs, and they start wrestling. He did say something to the effect of like, "Bitch, why'd you do it?" or right. something. So he did. He said that line like, "Why? Could, why, why are you framing you? me?" Yes. You know, yeah. 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 He didn't kill anybody because she's yeah. saying that it's him. Yeah, uh, he's a perv, but he's not a killer. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of leads us to because uh, the next time we see Mickey, uh, his <clears throat> body is later found laying in tall weeds along the coastline of either like the Hudson River or some bay or something, and he's got a plastic bag over his head. Oh, that that, that comes later. That comes later. Well, this is okay, I, I'm just can't, this is what I yeah. sped through because my sickness. I <laughs> notes I wrote a lot of it's real jumpy. Because we're tracking down, they're they're trying to. So I don't my my, my iPad just died, yeah. so my notes are gone. <laughs> but basically, what I get next is like Lieutenant Williams is waiting like their call center, <laughs> and he gets another call from the killer saying that he's going to kill his prostitute Kitty, and they're tracking, they're tracing the call. So this was ancient technology. So we're looking at basically the this room, this entire room. It's like when the first computer was the size of a whole room. Yeah, it's like the first. Phone tracking, phone this tapping device. Phone tapping yeah. is takes up an entire room. This whole it, it looks room. like the command center, like NASA. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's a huge room, and it's just this guy, a couple guys in white lab coats, smoking cigarettes with like headphones on, going, "Keep him on the line. Keep him talking." You All know? these weird dials are turning yeah, in the background, like these, and these lettered thing. It looks like a telegraph's going off or something. Like, what is it's happening? Really here? strange. So now I think there was one other scene somewhere where he was in a station, the the cop, and he took a call, and it was the duck guy just messing with him because that's how they got to like, okay, he's going to call you again. Let's set up this thing. Well, at the very beginning, he said you got a call, but you missed it. It was the duck guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't So duck guy calls, they're tracking the number. He's like, they they track it to a phone booth on, at, at, near the, up here, like basically near the Brook, near the Brooklyn bridge again. So not too far away from where they found the first body. And they take their sweet ass time (laughs) Like get into that phone booth. Like they all pull up, they get out of the car, but nobody like approaches the phone booth. They get right. out of the car and, and just slowly start walking towards. And it. someone just standing with their guns pointed at the phone booth, like it's a phone now, booth, it's glass. You well, no, just, it was it was graffitied up. I know, but yeah. I, before I yeah. realized, like just, just look in there. Yeah, <laughs> a phone you booth. Be able to see him. Yeah. I did find it strange that they. Well, I guess because it was a bunch of like a serial killer, but they used a helicopter. Remember, yeah. they're yeah. talking to a helicopter that and, you know. Oh, you mean the helicopter guy who didn't even want to be there? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like, "How much longer do I gotta be up here, guys? Come on!" And you gotta go. They go ten minutes. He goes mega five. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to catch a serial killer. A Just dick. hang out a while. Oh, an asshole. <laughs> uh, Oh, so, so yeah. Um, basically, they find out that he's got like this giant ass walkie-talkie next to the phone receiver, so he's not there, and he's he's still on it. He's, he's still, still on like, the yeah. And they're here, and he he's at Kitty's apartment with Kitty tied to the bed, the prostitute, the prostitute, yeah. and he's like, "I want Lieutenant Williams to hear as I kill her and hear her scream." And her death is brutal yeah it's he takes out just one thing like one straight thin, edge, ra- straight like, edge yeah, razor like a old razor that you'd use to yeah not, not, not the flip razor but just a razor blade just mm-hmm. a razor blade and he starts slicing her like down her stomach with this and he even like slices her nipple in, in half, half. Oh. and they have a close-up view oh, it's even. a close-up that view effect of that. is yeah. so good like, yeah. i always say that it is a good effect because it is like oh god it makes you squir- squirmish yeah. and, and then he cuts her from and... her forehead like down he cuts through her eyeball her right eye yeah going yeah. down her forehead she doesn't shut her eye which i right. thought was weird but he cuts her eyeball in half it's, yeah and the blood, it's a pretty gruesome good effect for i mean yeah. i mean it's a really good oh, effect yeah. oh yeah and uh, so she's so, basically she's dead. But 
so Williams is like, he's like, let's go. He, he's, it's funny because when he hears this happening on the, the walkie-talkie when he's at the telephone booth, you can tell he's just kind of like, well, if I tell him exactly where the place is, they're going to know I'm banging a prostitute. So he's <laughs> yeah, just kind of like, he takes his time. Like he's, he's basically like weighing whether or not he should tell him, uh... you know, that where this place, I know where this place is. I go there all the time. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, why is he taking so long to get what there? What an asshole. Like, he should <laughs> open up that, the, 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 the uh, phone booth. And as soon as he says he's not here, I'm like, oh shit. Okay. We got, he's there. Yes. Not not, but he stands up like two minutes yeah. while he's being killed before the. All right, now we'll go. I guess we'll go yeah, now. I guess yeah. now my conscience. Now that I hear her screaming, yeah, I guess we should get over there. So he's trying to get over there. Traffic is a bitch. It's all it's all gridlock. He gets literally across the street and gets out of the car and starts running. And he is uh, he just he literally runs across the street and immediately is out of breath. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he like stops to catch his breath like three times <laughs> between getting from the car into Where's the apartment. Up, what a son well, of a bitch! Being Boy, a smoker in his seventies, yeah, it's like he a... smokes nonstop. Still, that's horrible. <laughs> just awful. Um, okay, so yeah, so now... he gets upstairs. He breaks in. Yeah, finally, and he finds her dead. No one to be found. No, no evidence of the guy. The, the guy's gone. She's dead. All sliced up. Um. Yeah. And this is where. We, yeah. No. No. Right. Now we find Mickey's. They showed Mickey's body. And I, some of this stuff, I'm skipping some minor, some like lesser details, just getting off the main points. Uh. But the really next thing, thing that really happens of any major, at least in my mind, that really matters is that Faye goes to Memorial Hospital and she finds a young blonde girl who has. All of her limbs, except for her left arm, have been amputated. Uh, she's missing her right leg. I, all of her limbs. Oh, you said all of her limbs. Yeah, she's missing both legs. No, no, no. Except for left what arm. And I she... misunderstood. Hold on. Everything is gone except for the left arm? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's like she's like... It's I like saw the right, right arm the, gone. It's like right above the knees. They're gone. Like, uh. her legs are gone because they're very, like, stubby. Wow. Um uh, so and she basically lives underneath a plastic tent. Yeah. Um, back at the apartment. Um, oh, what kind of phone did she have? Did you notice? No, not notice she, the the, the she, telephone there's a phone there, in there, but she has a toy duck with next, a big duck on top. Yeah, of it. yeah. it's not a duck phone. It's just, but she had like this plastic duck next in her room. Um, back at the apartment, Faye's you know getting ready to cook dinner, and notices that one of the knives has a broken tip on it. The tip's been broken. And she thinks it's this is from her attacker. She has a flashback. Where, where it's miss, missed her and like hit that chinky noise that it hit in the wall. Ching! Yeah. Uh, so for some reason now, Lieutenant Williams and Dr. Davis have also found the young girl. And it goes into more explanation about how the girl's the motive behind all the killings because she'll never be able to grow up to be a normal woman. Not that much more explanation, no, though. The way they, like, yeah. you, you're you still lost. They wrapped it up really fast. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, they glossed over that. She's, she's blonde and... I was going to ask you, know. you uh, with your iPod pad down, you might not know, but uh, they, they do give, like, the uh, very scientific medical... Oh, her lift nun. Basically, what what's really wrong through why she's dying? All they said was I was listening for. All they said was that her lymph her lymphatic system is totally shot. That's all they said. Okay. So you know who knows what the cause of the disease is. All right. Um. So uh, back at the apartment, the phone rings. Peter picks it up, and we hear the duck voice on the phone. 
and you're like, wait, what? And again, it zooms in. So all you see is like the phone and Peter's eye. Mm-hmm. And while all this conversation is going on with the duck. And then it zooms out. It cuts and it cuts to Faye, who's also on the phone, who overhears the conversation. But the way it was shot, the first time I watched it was like, was she calling him? Was she being duck lady? That's what I, exactly I, I thought, what I thought. Like, how would she call the house from the house? Unless like, he's got two separate lines or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, but, there it, was a way to do that. They've used that in horror movies before. Back in the day, you could use your phone and make another phone ring. I'm almost positive that's a thing. But that's I, why, that's I, why I thought never that. Heard of that. Yeah. Me but I was like, because I was like, what's happening? But so Peter goes looking for Faye and finds her upstairs in Susie's room, which caused him to freak out. He's like, don't go in her room. Don't go in her room. And she gets up to the top of the stairs and he's just stabbed twice in the stomach by Faye. She has the blunt knife. And turns around and stabs him in the gut. Twice. I, it's not a blunt knife; it's a new knife. No, they showed the well. They showed the knife missing, so maybe he grabbed that same knife. The know. blunt it, knife. What? Anyway, anyway um, she stabbed the shit out. Yeah, of yeah. He falls. <laughs> he falls down the all stairs. the way down the stairs, and at the bottom, she goes to step over his body at the bottom, and he springs back to life, and he's talking in the duck the, the voice. The duck voice. And yeah. he mounts her, and he's about to kill her when he's shot in the face. By Lieutenant Williams. And his face explodes and (laughs) shatters like it's a porcelain vase or something. Yeah. It's such... This is... All the other effects in this movie have been pretty brutal. This one is almost... Is just comically bad. You can tell it's like a plaster mold of the actor's face. Yeah, like a clay mold that painted. And they filled it with red... This is a hollow out mode. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when it gets shot, it definitely has a shattering kind of effect. Yeah. And you could tell, like, it's a mannequin or yeah. whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, and so after but that, you... until he jumped up talking like a duck to attack her, I thought she was the kill. I thought he went up to check on her and she went nuts and stabbed him and was having a psychotic breakdown. So I they, they kind of kept you on the edge yeah. you know, the whole time. Um, so basically, you get some more uh, denouement closing up stuff with Faye. Lieutenant Williams and Dr. Davis in the back of a car and they're talking, just closing everything up. And it cuts to Susie, the blonde girl in the hospital, in her bed, trying to call Peter on the phone and crying because he won't answer the phone anymore. And she has the toy duck next to her bed. And if we didn't explain it, Peter is Susie's father. And they mentioned her mother basically just Ran off, off to Brazil, took after, off they to Brazil. Dumped, after they dumped her in the hospital. Was like, all right, I'm going to Brazil yeah. to live it up. And that's it. Roll, roll credits. So essentially, when they were wrapping it up in the back seat, Dr. Davis, Faye, and Lieutenant Williams are basically saying Peter kind of lost his mind with his since his daughter was never going to be able to grow up into a real woman. That's why he right. was targeting. Women that kind of resembled the way she looked. Which is why I brought up the fact that the first girl we ever see that kill is It's very dark-skinned. And the other girl is almost redheaded, and they don't fit the mold that they keep trying to piece together. So so anyway, he he says that he used the duck voice or the duck uh, personality to make it to... To to, take his guilt away. Right, right. So... It, yeah, they try getting some psychopaths. But then, too, it really is confusing on why is it every time that he went after a girl, uh, old Mickey two, Three Fingers or whatever was around. That's, yeah, and like, so, how does he know where, yeah. like, where, why does he know where Jane is all the time? And why does he know where these people are? Like, it makes no sense. Right. And the other question I have is 
Why would he attack Faye, his girlfriend, in the first place? Right. If you're trying to have the cover with her, why attack her at all? <laughs> and why? Because if he doesn't attack her, he none that he might never get caught because yeah. the police would never been involved. She would never have been hurt. Like why? I don't understand why he even attacks her at all. And yeah. you have ample opportunity all the time to kill her. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, like it makes no sense right. why that happens. Yeah. in this movie, that was a whoops. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's move on now. Let's start wrapping. The, let's move on to favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. Uh, not a whole lot, but very brutal kills in yeah. this movie, or at least bloody. Not like. Not like Chainsaw and Crave, cra- mm-hmm. but still very, pretty gory, brutal. So, Doug, you're our guest. Which one did you like? Um, they were all pretty memorable. I, I hate to use the word favorite on anything <laughs> because it's kind of like, you know, it is sick and disgusting. Yeah, usually but... when we watch movies, it's pretty fun deaths. This is like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> this wasn't like that at all, but... um. I don't know. The I kind of liked the gun to the face because then it was different than everything else. It was like all of a sudden that was fun, a fun kill. But, uh, you know, I'll pick that one so I don't have to be the sick fuck that picks one of the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the very first death, uh, the one with the girl in the Volkswagen, because yeah. that kind of set the tone. It's like, oh, shit, it's going to be that kind of movie. <laughs> oh, and he's stabbing her deep, cutting her close up. She's screaming, you know, there's... It was uh, it was definitely intense. So let you yeah. know what you were getting into. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is this is the tone uh, for this is the first. Like this is the, I think the first time we've had three different favorite yeah, kills. Like normally at least one or two of us all have the same answer. Uh, for me, um, I I'm going with um, Kitty the prostitute uh, just because it's not so much. Oh, it's my favorite. It was cool, but that's the one that made me like really actually quiver and like. Cringe. Once, cringe, because like mm-hmm. I, I have this thing with eyes. Like I can't touch. Like I can never wear contacts. Anytime I see like somebody that touch an eye or something, <laughs> like, like I seriously, my own. Like it's like a, like I blink my eyes, like my eyes get watery. Yeah. So when I saw that close up of that razor going across her eyes, like my I seriously, I like actually my <laughs> eyes like <laughs> blinking and like getting watery. I'm like so that one. That's to me. That's the one because that's the one that affected me the most. Not that it was like scary, but it was the most disturbing. Uh, I was. I also like the the movie theater, but it turned out it was fake anyway. It was a dream because it was so brutal. Yeah, but not being because it wasn't real. Yeah, I don't consider it a kill. So um, there you go, three different favorite yeah. kills this week. Um, let's move on to odds and the ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? Um, starting with our ratings. Uh. IMDb gives it uh, 6.4 out of 10. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, higher one. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 17% on the tomometer or Pretty tomato low. meter, <laughs> but a 55% audience score. So a lot of mm-hmm. uh, just difference there between the, the critics like and the, yeah. the audience. And then Amazon being Amazon. Uh, 3.5? 3.6. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Um, Is that out of 10? Out of 5? Okay. Amazon's out of 5. Okay. Uh, plot keywords, holy shit, were there a lot of plot keywords. And you can imagine what some of them were after what we've talked about. But just some of the ones I wrote down that just are weird. Uh, well, live sex show, splatterpunk, which I don't know what that even has to do with anything in this. Mm. Um, duck, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet ballet, which, again, I don't get that one at all because there's like the only – 
guns fired once at the very one end. One gunshot and no. It's not like a Matrix movie where they're you dodging, know, dodging yeah. bullets. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand what bullet ballet has to do with anything. Um, 42nd Street, Manhattan, New York City. <laughs> like, that's a very, <laughs> that very specific. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's crazy. And then Muff. <laughs> yeah, Muff. Uh, muff. Not vagina enough, but, but muff. muff. Yeah. <laughs> There's no nipple split in there. Well, I think nipple and, and throat slashing blood. Right, right, oh, right, right. Uh, but there was like two over two hundred. So Good I was God. I was yeah. scrolling quickly yeah. trying to catch ones that caught my eye. Uh, moving on to trivia. Uh, this film it was filmed between April and October of 1981. Um, the film was actually rejected in the UK for a cinema certificate, which are basically their ratings yeah. board in 1984. The chief censor, James Furman inf- infamously ordered all prints of this movie to be escorted to the airport and deported from the country. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a little extravagant. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw them in the garbage, dude. <laughs> um, uh, Kitty's death by razor blade was actually like you talked about um, the scene with Jane in the hotel was mm-hmm. cut. Her death was originally longer and more gruesome, while the violence, the extra violence was cut, is unsure. Don't, don't be quite sure why, but you can find images of it, or this, I guess the full scene in the Japanese DVD cover ah. to, that showed more gorier scenes from her death. Mm. Um, the lead role, which I guess was Faye, was mm. offered to an actress of Cateronia McCall, who had previously starred in. Lucio Fulci's City of the Living Dead, um, be, and the Beyond, and House by a Cemetery. And she was, for some reason, she was apparently a little suspicious of this role and turned down the offer. Uh, so that's really kind of curious, like, what would make her suspicious, like, yeah. what's going on? Hmm. And also, it would have been the second time she starred with uh, Paolo Malco, who, that guy is the guy who played Dr. Davis. Maybe she was confused. Maybe she thought she was going to be the one that was getting the silver toes, the little foot fucking... Yeah, yeah she, didn't, she didn't know about that. Um, so after many years of being banned in Britain, the rights were purchased by a UK company called Vipco, who issued the film originally as an export-only VHS version under close censor and police supervision. Jesus when censorship, censorship laws were relaxed in the UK, it was submitted to the BBFC for a, certif- for a rating in 2002, where it received 22 seconds of more cuts to the razor, ble- razor blade murder, as well as a strict guideline that the film would only be released with minimal publicity. The film was then issued on VHS by Vipco, but the DVD release was canceled after some UK DVD distributors refused to stock it. Jesus. Consequently, it was never available on UK in DVD until 2007 when it was finally released by Shameless Films. And this version contained similar cuts but reduced to 19 seconds via a different edit. So 25 years after its release, it's finally available. It was finally available in 2007 on DVD. In some form, yeah. But yeah, but still cut. cut. Yeah, like, a lot that's, of cuts. That's bonkers. Yeah, that's insane. Um, all right, so now we're going to move on to everybody's favorite part of the show. We're going to play the budget game. It's now time to play everyone's favorite game, Guess the Budget. Now, the budget game is a little different today because it is an Italian film. 
Um, doing lira. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I don't remember what the Italian uh, money was called. Well, it's euros now. Yeah, but this was in 1982. <laughs> I think it was lira. I think that sounds yeah. right. Um, I could be wrong. So if someone knows. Some let me know. I know lira is some kind of money, I believe. Uh, but we're not gonna play the budget. We're gonna guess the gross what this movie because that's the only number i could get okay well how much movie this money made in italy in 1982 so okay. there's a big challenge for you mm. yeah that's a tough one so, uh do i say it in american money terms like just uh you know just what just whatever number you think it's money made uh four thousand dollars four thousand dollars yeah okay it's not a bad guess honestly i'm gonna i'm gonna say $14,000. You guys are going to shit your pants when you hear how much money this movie. Again, I don't know what the conversion rate is from money from then to now in American dollars. $414,859,000. What? Italian dollars. Wow. <laughs> well, that's an Italian. Yeah, from 1982. So I don't know what, the, like, pesos, uh, American yeah. dollars, what is, but yeah, $414,000,000. I mean, that's according, still got to be a lot, no matter what. Yeah, according to IMDb and like, right, uh, the only information I could find. I mean, that's like Titanic Avengers. Yeah. Over- it's, if it's in the lira or whatever at the time, there's got to be a massive conversion Yeah, rate. I mean, it's got to like, drop. For example, like over in, when I was overseas, like 50 baht was the equivalent of one U.S. dollar. Yeah. So if you put it in that aspect, you know, what do you say? Like a hundred lira is the equivalent of one American dollar. And yeah. we're talking, there's a drastic reduction. That's what I'm yet. saying. Like the peso to so, the dollar was really. Yeah. So I'm really curious. I know to, that's yeah. right, but I just, I just wanted to say that number because that. You just wanted to say a big number. Yeah. So we have no idea. We have no idea. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, when you look at that number, I was like, 414 million anything is like for the. I that's blow, crazy. In, in 1982, nonetheless. Yeah. But, you know, if that's the type of thing that it's like every time where I hear about these protesters protesting a movie or say that's immediately going to shoot up interest in it. Oh, yeah. And if people were talking about this thing getting banned in theaters. But the, yeah, but the banning wasn't. It's pretty much only in the UK. Well, that was UK. Uh, Italy, not, this is just yeah. Italy, not nationwide uh, or worldwide. But uh, anyway, move on. We're going to move on to five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. All right. There's a few of them. I'm sure there were plenty. Yeah, there were like four pages of them. Uh, from Wizzy Bo Peep. If you're looking for Academy Award winning performances in this film, you need help. <laughs> if you're looking to see something shocking, you're in luck. The first time I saw this flick, I had to close my eyes in several parts. It is gory. Some of the things Fulci shows in detail in this movie have never and probably will never be shown again in popular film. Excuse me. In short, there's not much plot. A duck quacking loony is slashing women. (laughs) But if you love horror, this one is well worth seeing for sure. Just make sure there's no one at home who could possibly be offended. Because if they walk in while you're watching this, I guarantee you they'll be offended. Uh, Yeah, kind of pretty accurate. Yeah. 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 Uh, From Alan... Samino, okay, thanks for the memories. Five stars. <laughs> uh, from C. Christopher Blackshire. This, Blackshire. Or Blackshire, I'm sorry. This oh. duck don't give a fuck. <laughs> We've got lots of blood, nudity, and a Donald Duck sounding slasher. Just some nice trashy cinema for the fellas. Nothing too deep, just high impact violence and sex like only Fuji can give you. 
Lots of whip, lots of rip and quack quack, lots of slash and quack quack, sleaze quack, please quack, don't hold back. Five stars. <laughs> I like that review. That's creative. <laughs> and the last one, it's a little, kind of it's the lengthiest one, but uh, I don't know. I think it's the only other one worth reading from President Abraham Lincoln. If you're reading this review, it probably means you're a fan of this genre and are looking for something nasty. Good for you. <laughs> I haven't seen the full movie. I don't think I ever will. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> However, since you're here, I'll tell you a little story. This movie was playing on a TV at Exit, a punk club in Chicago, back in 1989. I caught the scene out of the corner of my eye and immediately puked in my mouth. I had to sit down and have a glass of water. I wish I could wipe the memory from my brain. The end. Now, I can't think of a better endorsement for this film for... For a gorehound. See, the New York Ripper, it'll make you puke in your mouth. <laughs> and yet, here I am, after a long search to find out what I, the hell I saw back then. I can't tell you why. It's not like I'll ever watch it. And in a way, if I did, I imagine it may not be my memory, do my memory of it justice. Because when I think of it, I think it may have been the most nasty thing I've ever seen. I'd hate to spoil that. But hey, you might like it. So I'll give it five stars because you're here and you know what? You're going to buy it anyway. By the way, the only other film that made me puke my mouth is The Grim Reaper, but you probably already own that too. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, yeah. So this guy has a problem puking in his own yes. mouth. <laughs> um, speaking of that, last... So, Go uh, ahead. Which scene was it? Was it the foot fuck scene, or was it the kitty getting cut up in Who a razor? It just says the scene. Who probably, knows? Probably got to be the, the prostitute. But that would probably. be hilarious yeah. if he threw up at foot fuck. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, blah! I went to Chicago last summer to go to like Second City and watch a show and stuff. And afterwards, a lot of the the, the performers uh, they all went out to a bar, and we just picked some a bar they loved, you know. And we walk into the bar, and we walk like down to the back room in kind of a basement. And I was like, oh god, I hope this doesn't suck. But dude, they had like awesome beers and stuff. But it was like this divey little basement, and they had two TVs, and it was playing horror movies. And they said that's a big thing, and they were playing a bunch of punk music and stuff, huh. like really kind of strange. I had never seen that before. That's, no, I've well, never it's seen like the upstairs lounge in St. Louis. Like they had Dream Warriors on there a couple times. And they had the projection screen. I remember so. like the ground floor oh, really? level used to do that. See that like yeah. place more black and white horror movies too. Uh, yeah, they were still around. And then there was a place in Tucson I went to called the Surly Wench that was showing a lot. Uh, movie shout, shout out to, to the Wench. that's cool yeah, so um all right so we'll wrap it up final thoughts on the uh new york ripper uh doug what, what do you guys say about it um i think if you're a horror fan and you definitely want to get deeper into your horror repertoire you should watch that i mean you should watch i've the only other film by him that i can remember watching was zombie and I know that's famous for the zombie versus the shark scene. You yeah. see, you see that like on T-shirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I think it's it's worth seeing. It doesn't make a lot of sense in the end, but it's definitely not some. I don't think it could go into your, uh, you know, your March bracket as right. like a horrible, horrible, unwatchable film. Mm -hmm. You know, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. It was. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, this hasn't all of a sudden converted me to. Oh, I need to watch all of his stuff. But I liked it, all right? I mean, it wasn't... Compared to some of the other movies, like, the last month, damn, we really raked through some shit. <laughs> oh, it was really tough. So this was actually a little bit of a breath of fresh air, for the most part. It, the effects were good for the 80s. It, I'd say it's good. You know, I mean, it's so bad, it's good. Uh, I enjoyed it enough that, you know, it was easy to watch, take notes on it. Yeah. Um, I... 
I, I, I'm going to be the odd man out again. I didn't really care for it. And it has nothing to do because, oh, I'm a prude or I can't handle the shocking dr- brutality. We know that. Um, because that doesn't bother me. It just, there's so much stuff in this movie that I thought didn't need to be in it. That was just a waste. Like, again, like putting stuff in a movie just for trying to shock people. Like, I don't know. It's like the Howard Stern of horror movies. To me. <laughs> like, like the toe fuck. It's like that had no, there was no payoff for that. There's no reason for it to be in the movie. Uh, there's, I think, too many red herrings at the same time. It's like there's too much going on. Not, not a, yeah. The blood, the kills were good. I really, I will give it credit for that. Like bloody gory kills, great effects for a sign. But I think his overall movie and the plot, and the fact that you have a killer going around sounding like a goddamn duck. The first time I heard that, <laughs> the very first time I heard that, I was like, it just took me. I'm like, okay, I can't take this seriously. Yeah, that was with Donald Duck going around killing people. That was definitely weird. That first kill when he started quacking, like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. I had the same effect. Yeah. Uh, so to me, I'm I'm gonna say you don't need to. I'm gonna say so bad, scary because I mean it's got some watchable, entertaining things, but overall, it just it fell flat for me. I, it just that's in my personal opinion. Yeah, and since this guy has a pretty good, you know, uh, reputation, a lot of people like him. This would probably not be the film to watch. But I would, I've seen Zombie. Yeah, yeah Zombie yeah. is probably the most famous. Everybody yeah. knows Zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I might you know get some bashing. Oh, you have horror people. Oh, you don't get it, or you're not a true horror fan if you don't like this guy's stuff. And it's like it's just this movie was. I, no, I could yeah. see it sucking for so. Yeah, yeah I, like I just, Aaron said, don't pick this one to right. watch out of his catalog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's that's my uh, that's my opinion. So we got two good, so two goods, one one scary this week. Uh, we'll wrap it up uh, for this week. So follow us on Facebook. Check out our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at so bad it's scary. You can also find us on Podbean at horriblehorror.podbean.com. We are also on iTunes, uh, Horrible Horror Podcast on um, on uh, uh, Instagram as well. Yes, too. yes, we're on Instagram. Uh, that's right. iTunes, we're basically, if it's out there, we're, you can find us. Uh, check us out. Subscribe, download, listen, do all that stuff. Um, I think that's going to do it for us for this week, Moon Goons. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you feel better yeah, next hopefully week. Hopefully, yeah, my voice yeah. be better. And because I, mean, I, I, I just this. I did the whole kind of dictating or narrating through. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, I get lost. Yeah, Marshall it, puts in a lot of work. Yeah, you do yeah. have that like seductive Scarlett Johansson voice, <laughs> yeah, though, you, right you, now. You know, actually, your voice is kind of <laughs> sexy. So, all right. Uh, yeah. All right, well, ladies, enjoy it while you can. <laughs> uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us. Take care, Moon Goons. <laughs>